0: Young religious Unitarian Universalists changed my life. Have you heard that from me before? Yeah? As a teenager, I didn't have very good self-esteem. I often felt confused and lost. I thought very little of myself. The places where I felt that I belonged meant the world to me. The places where I felt affirmed and loved uplifted me. The places where I was challenged to grow and heal made me feel whole. Unitarian Universalism, therefore, saved me. I truly do not know who I would be without its message. I don't know where I would be without the communities of hope and support that have walked with me through some of my most difficult times. I don't think I would have grown as much as I have. I don't think I would have healed as much as I have. I know I couldn't have done all that I have done alone. I know that the Unitarian Universalist communities that have nurtured me helped me to transform my life for the better. Knowing this, my gratitude for my faith overflows. And I cannot help but feel the urge to share what I've found to be its saving message. Yes, I call myself an evangelical Unitarian Universalist, and this is not a contradiction. I'm a bit of a worship geek, so I spend time every once in a while on websites aimed to help worship leaders create a more meaningful and transformative experience for churchgoers. Most of these are Christian. I watch videos created for worship by professionals, many of which have just one or two little moments that express a theological tenet that doesn't fly with me, or perhaps Unitarian Universalism, but I find a lot of powerful messages in them. And one of the trends I've noticed, and that I'm sure you are more familiar with than I was before I moved to Tulsa, was the call to invite a friend to church. There are tutorial videos out there to help guide people through the process of asking neighbors and coworkers to come to church with them. How many of you have been invited to church by someone that you know? Yeah. See, this is a new experience for me, not something people do in Boston. <laughs> on my way here in the morning, I pass by a church in midtown of another denomination. And on Sunday morning, when I drive here, around eight or eight thirty in the morning, there are greeters on the street entrance of the church. The church is a little setback, not quite as setback as we are, but a little setback from the street. People in reflective vests who don't just usher people into the church space, they wave at all of the cars going by every week. Now, they don't know that I'm heading to my church home and that there's no chance I might join their ranks, but I suspect that this is not the point for them to get people necessarily to come and visit their church. The larger point may be to exemplify their faith through hospitality and love for one another. Being kind to another person, doing works of service, sharing what makes you come alive about your church isn't really about church growth or conversion. It's about being proud of who we are as people of faith and sharing our message that is so needed in this world. It's about shouting, love is the answer, not hate and not fear. It's about mustering all of your courage and telling someone that they don't have to be alone because there's a place where they are celebrated for who they are. These messages are, I think, why growth seems to just naturally occur amongst our young people. Because our youth, who comprise young religious Unitarian Universalists, see the need in their friends and they are not afraid to reach out. They say, I have a place where it's okay to question your sexuality, where we engage in comprehensive sexuality education so that we can explore our sexuality in safe and responsible ways. They say, I know a place where you can share about your loss, how alone you feel, how hard of a time you're having in school, and no one will will tease you or look down on you. They say, I can show you a place where you are valued, not for who you might be in the future, but for who you are now and what you have to offer now. For many young people, these are radical and life-saving messages. They were for me. But aren't they radical and life-saving messages for all of us? In the midst of those struggles, our young people reach out to their friends and share what is getting them through. And often those young people get their parents to start taking them to church so they can be a part of something so life-affirming and transformative. And I've met more than one parent who's eternally grateful to their child for having brought them to a place somewhat like this one. There are a lot of people out there searching what then might hold us back from sharing what we have? Too many of us have experienced the discomfort of having someone trying to convert us to their beliefs. Have we forgotten, I ask, that if we do not believe in hell, ultimately, what does it matter if someone tries to save our soul? I'm interested often in the intentions of those who attempt to convert me. And I often ask folks and engage in some conversation with them around this. Now, while we deeply disagree with the theological perspective that people are saved in one moment by a profession of faith in a particular prophet, I have to remind myself and us of the motivation of the people who believe that this is the only way for someone to reach what they believe to be the ultimate destination. For many, this question comes out of a deep desire to bring joy and peace to others, to share that which has been life-affirming and life-giving to them. For so often, they are sharing their faith with me because they truly love people and fear the potential torture of anyone. There, I find a pretty strong point of connection where we can agree that we hope that all people will find relief from suffering, and that no one will be damned. Yet, our discomfort of the means to that, we often miss the common goal of embracing all people in the beloved community. The friction created by our differences of opinion in the proper way of welcoming all into one human family of love and justice, That is what we remember. The shame that comes from being told that our methods of saving the world aren't the right ones. We remember that. And we would never want to have others feel that way, especially not by our doing. But we've been left terrified of being lumped into that kind of faith by sharing our different message. In our fear to not proselytize, we forget that our faith is open to all, and does not try to shove square pegs into circular holes. We're not looking to save people by outlining a cookie-cutter path that one must go down, beginning with a theological proposition that doesn't sit well with some of us, even those of us who find great teachings in the words and works of Jesus. Though I would argue that modern-day evangelical churches are not so naive as to advocate this route either it is written in the book of james chapter 2 verse 14 what good is it my brothers and sisters if you have faith but do not have works can faith save you if a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food and one of them says and one of you says to them Go in peace, keep warm, and eat your fill. And yet you do not supply their bodily needs. What good is that? So faith by itself, if, no wor- if, not, ha- if it has no works, is dead. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I by my works will show you my faith. Through our lives, through our works for justice and compassion, we strive to build a world where all those who are naked, or without food, will be clothed and nourished. We strive to create a safe and loving place where all souls can be welcomed. If a brother or sister or sibling is alone and lacks daily nourishment, will you not offer them a home that will surround them with love and sustain their growth? If a neighbor is in pain and searching for answers, will you not Offer them a place where they can be held in their sorrow and in the ambiguity of their questions. If a fellow traveler is lost, will you not help them to find themselves? Through my life, I strive to live my faith, to let my faith shine, to show those around me how it has brought joy and peace into my heart and how it has compelled me to do good works, and yes, I strive to openly talk about this with others. For I have found that my faith has saved me. It has helped me to save myself. But let me be clear about my intention in speaking out. It is not to convert, to convince, or to prescribe. Though if someone finds a home here, it's not a terrible thing, I suppose. Why? Who am I, though, to decide for anyone else what might save them for whatever ails them in life? And it is true that we are a small faith of which too few people are aware. It is true that there are countless people around us who are yearning for this kind of community. And with all the saving power that I have found within this faith, I cannot keep silent. I will speak up. Not merely to give people the knowledge that they are welcome here, but also to share a different religious perspective where the conversation is dominated by fundamentalism and fear. I will shout that my God is not one that will condemn or judge, but one that will love and redeem. I will speak from my heart to all those who need to know that there is another way that their doubts do not make them bad people of faith, that all paths do lead to the same source. Regardless of whether this is a place for them, regardless of whether they will ever become Unitarian Universalists, because knowing that we are here may do some good in this world, because the world needs to hear what we have to say on faith and reason on hope and justice. Because the love that I have found is so abundant that I cannot help but to share it broadly. Unitarian minister Theodore Parker once said, be ours a religion which like sunshine goes everywhere. It's temple, all space. It's shrine, the good heart its creed, all truth, its ritual works of love, its profession of faith, divine living. I will not hide the light of this faith from those who are seeking it, for those who are crying out in need of us. I will share our call to lift up the value of each blessed being as central to the whole of humanity. I will spread our belief that compassion can heal lives and that our hearts are large enough to hold the whole world. I will share our reverence for the earth and all of its inhabitants. For if it continues, if it contributes to one more person being saved from whatever is holding them back or holding them down, whatever is ailing them in life, then I have found salvation once more. Amen.